Welcome to the Ramsrider Podcast. Camille Yuzviak, there it is. Camille Yuzviak's first goal for Derby County. It's a stunner. Got the flick, and it's Kazim Richards who pokes it home. And Derby County are in dreamland after 25 minutes. Knight on the follow-up. Derby lead at the den. In swing at Etheridge, drops it, and it's in from Bielik, and Christian Bielik scores his first goal for Derby. Hello, welcome back to the Rams Writer Podcast. I'm your host, as always. It's Simon here, and there's a lot of talk. To, there's a lot to talk about. Again, as usual, it wouldn't be the same if there wasn't a lot to talk about when it comes to Derby County. Um, so to do this. He's back by popular demand. Well, by me anyway. <laughs> but it's uh, it's my man, the guy that has the goss. It's Salam. Salam, welcome back, mate. How are we? I'm good, mate. Thanks, mate. Thank you for having me back. Wasn't expecting it. Well, and you thank know. you for using that picture in the graphic. That's my Steve McLaren pose. Really good at drinking tea, watching football and being completely ignored by everyone. <laughs> I thought it was a good picture, man, to be honest. It must have been taken a few years back because you look nothing like that now. I just shaved my head. That's why. That was literally like a couple of months ago. In fairness, you're like you've had your hair cut since I last spoke to you, so I must be right. Cool. Right. Where do we begin? So we can talk about form. We can talk about takeover. We can talk about money. We can talk about fans' questions. We will start with takeover Sal. So it's still not happened. Um, Alonso, obviously, I think John John Percy reported the other day uh, that uh, Eric Alonso has shown proof of funds of over £70 million uh, and is now just awaiting clearance from the EFL. I'm guessing that sort of background checks, where he's got the money, that sort of thing. Um, but you, you, even though he said it's his own money, you're not convinced on that, are you? I, I, no, I'm not. I uh, I don't think a couple of vineyards and hotels in the Rioja Valley uh, will be able to um, support a, a club the size of Derby County. I also don't think being a, an agent or a boxing promoter or winning five boxing bouts uh, is also enough. He does, you know. The other the other guys in his in his team. Are all agents? None of them. Um, none of them actually come from wealth or family wealth. You've got um, Kumran Sakir, who has a minor playing career in the German league and is an agent. You've got um, Tajinda Suma, who uh, is also based in Harrow, where the company is registered, and he's a CEO at Kevin uh, Peterson Global Cricket Academy, and also a football agent. And you got. Um, uh, Jose Tudal, who's uh, had a you know an average career as a goalkeeper and a football agent. However, and as we discussed, um, I think maybe two podcasts ago, but what was ahead of the curve? Um, that there's an Indonesian backer there, and if that's true, then that's a whole complete different story. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think. Um... Oh, Kerry Maguire, Price Football Pod. He mentioned there was an Indonesian backer. I can't pronounce his name. 
Do you, <laughs> I really don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah, we, we, we mentioned it. We mentioned it um, in the last podcast or the podcast before before it made national media, but yeah. we didn't have a name. But uh, now we do. Um, it's Raja Sapta Oktahari. That's it. You see, that's why I brought you on, Sal. You know these things. <laughs> no, the interesting thing about him, he's like a major boxing promoter. And obviously his good fr- his friends, well, now they're saying they're acquaintances and mm. nothing's linked, but then the male and the son are saying that they're actually close. And even, but I've, I've been, I've been checking out the Indonesian papers. Mm. And I'm lucky enough, I've got someone who actually speaks the language and can read uh, the papers out of there, uh, all the magazines actually, because it was in Tatla. And Raja Sapta Oktahari, is one of the leading boxing promoters there. He was yeah. he studied in London, uh, got a, um, a master's out of the Oklahoma University, then went back and did an MBA in Indonesia. The interesting thing about him is that his dad is one of the richest people in Indonesia. Oh. And more interesting than that, he's also the Speaker of the House in the Parliament over there up until 2019. So if we're talking about wealth, we're talking about serious wealth, because as we said, and when we mentioned the Indonesian background, mm. we're hearing rumors of uh, being in palm oil. Well, that's where they made the wealth. Plantation, mining, construction, and hotels. Ah, ah, bingo. And obviously he owns, I can't remember, it's a, it's a, there's, there's, I've seen a hotel that he's got, that Eric's got on his uh, Instagram bio, his Twitter bio um, in Bali. In Indonesia, that looks it's like a five-star hotel. It's, I don't. It's got Marriott, the Marriott's name on it as well. So it, it looks like a, a quite a nice joint, to be honest. So, <laughs> so I- you like you say, you know, you know, Alonso himself. We don't know his wealth. We don't know his family. There's, you know, he's a ghost. You know, no one knows seems to know anything so about him. He's a 29-year-old who claims he has two degrees and an MBA, five boxing win wins. I think the five boxing was a true, but then isn't it? I mean, like, but by 29, can you really have two degrees in an MBA? <laughs> well, yeah, and that was it. Five boxing, uh, whatever weight division. Because obviously, he said the world champion thing. I covered this on my last show, actually. Um, the world champion thing, he said that um, he had basically, he says he's a world champion because he managed someone, and I, I still can't remember the guy's name, but. There was an Indonesian guy. I think he was like a lightweight, something like that. And he was part of he he was him and uh, Raja. It was his guy. It was their guy, and he was uh, a, a lightweight champion. I, I need to dig his name out again. I found literally one article on it, um, and it was literally about Alonso and and, and Raja uh, being together and managing this guy to the titles. Um, so that's that's where he's saying he's, he's a world boxing champion from because of that, not because of his own fights. True. But, yeah. Like yeah. I say, other than that, it, it's so hard to find. He's obviously got connections. You know, he's got uh, Raymond Calderon, obviously Melbourne president as his lawyer. It's, he's got. He's, I think he's. I think he's Jabi Alonso's cousin or something like that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I've I've got a very wealthy cousin. Doesn't mean I can just like nip over him. Oh. Oh, well, yeah. a million. Um, <laughs> Mate, can I lend us some cash? I want to buy a Derby for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, fair, to be fair, actually, because we highlighted in our first podcast that Khalid, Sheikh Khalid wasn't from Abu Dhabi, from Dubai, we should also highlight where Raja uh, Sapta is from. And that's from uh, Sukandana 
in Western Kalimantan. Where's that? Indonesia. Is that in, that is in Indonesia? <laughs> <laughs> you got to dumb it down, man. You know, you got to dumb it down for us. Uh, well, I mean, that's you know, yeah. So there's clearly, there's clearly, it, it does, it would, you know, re- regardless of what he says, it, it clearly, it clearly is just again fronting up somebody else's sort of money, I guess. Maybe, maybe, okay. We, let, we don't, we can't be obviously hundred percent sure, but maybe he's putting in money himself with Raja as well. That's we've got to assume it, it's something like that, that that's happening here, and he's just put it under his uh, agency. No, you're not. You're shaking your head at me. You just think it's all. I, I don't think he's got that kind of wealth. I've, I've, no, not not from um, a few vineyards and um, hotels in the tiny. Uh, district of uh, Rioja. Mm. I don't think that's possible. I, I really don't, honestly. I mean, he says he's wealthy, and and you know he, he is. I mean, I'll, I'll assume he's wealthy. Mm. He's a very well connected young man. Is very charismatic, kind of like you know a younger version of uh, Sheikh Khalid. Mm. But uh, you know what? I disagreed with you earlier in the week. I thought everything about this is dodgy. Yeah, yeah. But I'm coming to it now. And I, I honestly think, like, you know, with four Asians in, in the company and with Alonso being young, charismatic, open to the fans, mm-hmm. and if, if there, you know, I'm trying to be what positive here. And if there is indeed one of the richest families in Indonesia backing him mm-hmm. um, with, uh, with Raja's family, then why not go for it? We need it. Let's, let's hope that it's not um, our form is, uh, and relegation is not det- 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 detrimental to the deal. Yeah, no, I mean, well, um, he's gone obviously quite quiet. He was sort of, the, he came out, he then spoke about on three different days to, you know, everyone, every man and his dog about his plans. Um, obviously, he was hoping to get done, I believe, last week, by the end of last week. So, but, you know, it's not happened. Um, I've seen social media questions. Is it still happening? What's going on? You know, and at the end of the day, it's you know it's been, we've it's been told you know like say John Percy said it's the money's been proved now it's obviously I think because I think Alan Nixon put a, from the Sun put an article out saying oh he's got to have checks but surely that's surely that that that's standard anyway you now, know this this is what worries me what worries me is uh, with Sheikh Khalid's bid everything was agreed AFL approval proof of funds um, agreement in principle yeah. and then deadly silence for months yeah and this is the sort of this is like the kind of the opposite where every uh, the club has approved it they've signed off on it and then it's it's um the fa checks uh the EFL checks. yeah yeah so yeah. it's like the opposite way it's like uh is this another way of stalling a deal just in case to see what the financial climate is like, what, mm. what league we're in, what form we're in. Have they changed them? Because Alonso said he wants Rooney. Mm. And looking at Rooney's history, it's I don't know if Rooney is the right fit. So I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what's going on behind the scene. And and we highlighted with the uh, Sheikh Khalid podcasts, with, with the pods, mm. that... We know the backer backed out then, but we don't know the reason why. We still don't know the reason why. And we still never had an answer or a statement from Visa G or Visa Dai. Yeah, yeah. So we still don't know what's really going on. I mean, and, and is, it, is it the problem from 
is is the club attracting the wrong kind of investor? Mm. Well, if you're getting one of the richest families in Indonesia to back this guy, then that's not the kind of wrong investor. Um, but, or is the club, is this something at the club that's holding everything back? Mm. Like, who knows? We just don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, say I've had sort of conversations with him before. Alonso, this is on, on social media. And I had one the other day where I just said to him, you know, will you still back us even if, sorry, if we get relegated, are you still going to buy us? And he liked that question. He didn't obviously say yes or no, but he liked it. So yeah, I'd like it if I want to ignore you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then obviously he's putting up pictures yesterday. He, he on his Instagram story, put up uh, the picture that uh, Derby County put up on theirs, this, you know, obviously match day and he put, let's get ready to rumble. So Josh just, just said to him, are we winning today? And he says, I hope so. We have to fight for it. So he's calling us we for a start. You know, he's, he, I believe he was also at the ground because later on, he sent another picture of him sat. Well, it, it wasn't, you couldn't see him, but you could see the picture. So it seems like he was at the, at the, uh, at the ground. Uh, is it Jose Tundela as well? Another, obviously one of the guys that's with the uh, No Limit Sport Agency. He also retweeted a, uh, sorry, shared a, one of the Derby County uh, Instagram posts on his Instagram feed saying, come on, you Rams. You know, so it, they seem to be still involved, which it could just be a front, I guess. No, it's not. It's, it's um, same with the Sheffield uh, Wednesday fans. Mm. He tried to endear himself to them. Um, mm. He was also in social media and he's, he was on social media even before, um, even while uh, talking to Derby fans, even before the uh, Sheikh Khalid bid was concluded. Mm. That just strikes me as a kind of a young, young business owner, mm. you know, a, a 29 year old trying to endear himself to the fans. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I just don't, I wouldn't want to be in a position where I put people's hopes up high and mm. then disappoint them. Oh, yeah, no, of course, of course. I, I totally get where you're coming from there, yeah. Yeah, like I say, it's just, at the moment, it's, it's just, we're just, obviously, with what happened before with Sheikh Khaled, uh, you're just going, oh, God, is this going to happen or is it another run, you know? I mean, because, let's be honest, financially and on the pitch, off the pitch, everywhere at this club is, is just in a state, I mean... I can't believe I missed this, but I read an article from uh, the 26th of February, I believe it was. And this is this isn't like just some random thing on on the internet. No, this is from BBC Derby Sport. Interweb. Um, eh? The interweb. The interweb. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You, you get you get loads of stuff, don't you? In Nottingham is the interweb. Inter. All oh, right, I see. It on internet. <laughs> um. But it's you know there, there was there was it was quite a long description of basically I think it was obviously just after the, the deal with Sheikh Khaled was totally you know confirmed off or whatever. But it one of the paragraphs that absolutely shocked me and it's going to shock you listening is obviously the accounts at the moment we have no idea what's going on. There's still obviously the appeal from what I've heard has been complete. It is done. We are now just waiting an outcome, um, but we're still waiting for that. Again, this is the EFL, so we know what they're like with us, but. The concerning thing for me was 
a loss of 38.73 million is forecast for the 2018-2019 financial year, but fans will not know whether that became reality until the accounts are published. 38 minus 38 million for the 18. That was Lampard season, wasn't it? That is shocking. And I think for over a three-year period, um, I think it gives us basically gives us a total loss of 32 million, 31 and 87 pounds. Um, which I think it just puts us about six million underneath. So yeah, yeah. So that first season under Koku, we spent what eight, ten million on Bielik. Didn't really get anything for anybody else. Financially, this club could be deep, deep, deep in stuck. <laughs> it is, it is. And um, I think that was one of the reasons why, why the reasons we were in the, where we are at the moment. I mean, how, Mate, people- I, I just, I've just said that to you. And obviously I text you that about 10 minutes before I come on, but I've actually just said that out loud. And your face and your reaction there tells me everything. You look, you're like lost for words. It, it, it needs to be paid off. And, and add to it that the ground isn't owned by the club and that needs to be bought back into the club. So that's, you know, there's an additional cost. That's something that needs to be paid off eventually. Well, it needs to be paid off pretty much soon so with the Sheikh Khaled deal it was rumoured it was 60 million yeah but it was also rumoured or I think maybe Pearson reported it or the Athletic Mm. that the ground was included in the sale to Khaled Mm. however I wonder if they've put that number out because I believe in 2017 maybe 18 um, we had an offer for 40 million from I think I think it was the guy that he's like the son of the guy that owns Liverpool, something like that. Um, they they offered us 40 either, either 40 to 45 million, and Mel went, No, I want 60. And I think I, that I'm guessing that's where they've put that number off because I cannot see Mel Morris getting anywhere near 60 million for this club with the shit state that the finances are in at the moment. Oh, and and our league position. Oh, of course. And, and, and sorting out Rooney's contract to get rid or to keep. And rebuilding an entire team. An entire squad needs rebuilding. It's, it's painstaking. It, yeah, it's... The one thing I don't quite know how this has not been mentioned before. Do you know what I mean? This obviously, like I say, it came out in February. And somehow it, it's sort of been... It's gone under the radar. Because everyone was too... Bo- too Everyone was too like bothered thinking that Khaled had hundred and fifty billion and yeah. one of the richest people in the world, which he clearly isn't. No. So everyone was like going, oh, yeah, Derby's gonna be owned by one of the richest people in the world. And everyone on that story, and everyone just completely forgot about the finances. Mm. Yeah, it 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 beggars belief. I mean, you look at obviously we'll we'll quickly just jump over to the weekend, Birmingham, you know, a team that you know that that Yes, they've been on a decent form, but it was a must-win game for us. You know, we played Preston Tuesday night, got battered 3-0. Rooney, Rooney came out after the game. He said, you'll not see a performance 
anywhere near that again. Came out. Did we fight? Yeah, I think we did a little bit. Got the goal. You know, we've got that first goal. You think, okay, right. That's good. Everybody else was losing. Wendy's were losing. Wickham were losing. Rotherham were losing. You think, right, okay, now's the time now, Derby. At halftime. Hey? I messaged you at halftime. Yes, yes, you did, mate. Yes. And it was just like, right, okay, then this, this, this could be our first foot in survival. Second half, Lee Bowie comes out, he, you know, for Birmingham, he, he makes a couple of subs, changes the system. And what happens? Derby flop. Two massive defensive errors, leaving the biggest man, Jukovic, in the box. Free, all alone, just a nod to him. We lose 2-1. You know, what's your excuses, Rooney? This is, this, is, this is what gets me right. I said all along at the start, I said I would much prefer an experienced manager in. I didn't want Rooney. I, don't, I didn't think he was up to the task. But I would support him. I would back him. And I believe I have backed him up until these last few weeks. Now, opinions change in football. Opinions change all the time by fans. You know, I thought he was doing a really good job when he went for that purple patch. Uh, obviously, he lost Christian Bielik. And then since that, it's 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 gone down. And I think he's got like our worst, a load of our worst records now for, since like 2011. Oh, yes. Um, not only, I, I think, not only did, did he lose Bielik, also was around the same time when McLaren disappeared from the dugout, because McLaren used to like, you know, sit in the stand, come down, mm. um, give his advice, whatever. And we were doing quite well. We were rising up from the bottom of the tape. Yeah. And then, and the fans were, were you know, in social media were asking, where has McLaren gone? Has he left the club? What's going on? It's, I think, do they coincide with each other? Did, 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 McLaren gets sidetracked and Rooney decided to go alone. And I used to argue with you all the time mm. saying, what, for, what, for, what the hell, what formation is this? What lineup is this? And I think he used to say it's like Rooney's trying to uh, play the same as the opposition. Yeah. I mean, that's not a way to build a style, to build a, a team identity, to build a philosophy. Well, other teams play the same way throughout their 47 games. You're trying to counter every team to their style every single game. There's no cohesion. There's, there's no coherent way of doing it. And the stats are absolutely terrible. Five defeats in a row. One win in the last 13 games. Six points from the last 39 available. And we are the worst goal scorers in the entire league. 32 in this division. With 10 home defeats. Worst record since 2010-2011. It's, it's not, it doesn't make it for good reading. It really doesn't now. I'm, you know, I, I backed Philip Koku to the hilt, you know, regardless of what was going on. And, I, you know, a lot of people, were, you know, they were ready to sack him at the, right at the start of the season. You know, I think some of them forgot what happened, how he turned the foreman, how it was weird, actually. Obviously, Rooney came in and that and, and everything, it, it, it turned the form around. Great. But then it stopped. COVID came, you know, that stopped. We had three good games. And then all of a sudden, we sort of capitulated a bit. And I think we sort of knew we were safe. And it was like, right, okay, we're, we're safe. We're not going to get playoffs, etc. Um, And we had a bit of a poor end to the season, I guess. We have two weeks off, three weeks off. We start the second, the second, you know, this season, sorry. And 
we're, we're just poor. And it, the only time we looked any decent was when Rooney wasn't in that squad, you know, and the next minute, Koku's sacked, Rooney gets the job. And it, it, something just doesn't add up. Whether it, you know, and the players, the, this is what gets me, the players said that they, you know, they were, there was reports saying the players were struggling to cope with what um, uh, Koku was trying to do. I thought, well, he coped with, they coped with it, the se- you know, earlier on in the, the season before they got there. And Rooney says he's going to bring it back to basics. And I just, just something just doesn't add up with me. And I, I'm, I, to me, I'm fed up with the excuses. I'm fed up of, you know, you, it's been asked plenty of times, are you not going to try and find an identity? No, not until next season. Well, that's where you're showing you're tactically inept as a manager, in my opinion. Yeah, look look how Lee Bowyer came out second half and changed the um, yeah. the formation and the style and they completely overran us. And then we just um, collapsed. He, he literally went, right, well, I'm going to line up a 3-5-2 because that, or whatever it was, because that's what Birmingham do. And then Bowyer changed it half time to a 4-4-2 diamond. Rooney didn't do nothing and then couldn't, you know. Wanted... And the subs came too late and that's been the story. I, I'm sorry, but we're 2-1 two, we're two down and he brings on Louis Sibri, which is fair enough. I take okay. that and, and attacking. But then he brings on Max Bird. Yeah. What What is he offering? Nothing. He isn't going to get you a goal. And then four minutes to go, he brings on Jozviak and Roberts. Roberts, by and large, has probably been one of our most threatening players over the last couple of games. Oh, well, in the last few minutes. <laughs> it's just... what get, I, I don't... You know, I normally try and back managers and whatnot, but I just... Like I say, I, I buy cocker to the hilt, you know. I have people going, you're crazy, you know, this is shit, he's awful. He's look, 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 look. I, I, I said I'll go with Rooney because I wanted to be diplomatic. Mm. Um, and I didn't know if he was going to be successful or not, you know. You'd think that his career with um, United, Everton, out uh, in, the, in the States, England, you know, you'd think that he would be tactically astute. But from, you, know, you can tell from day one if a manager is going to be... You, know, you can. You honestly can. Our new Koku was going to be terrible. Our new straightaway, no players in the championship can play that style of football. Mm. It's the same with um, Clement. Our new straightaway, when he, when he played with that weird two defensive midfielders covering the fullbacks and the foot... I knew that wasn't going to work. Mm. And, this is, and the same with Rooney. It's like you can't play every game to counter the opposition. You, you have to play your own game to your own strength. You have to see the strengths and weaknesses of your side. That's what you do. You come in, you analyze. But thing is, which is outrageous, we have a, a rookie coaching team oh. and you have someone in McLaren and surely McLaren should be involved now. Even if he's tech, quote, unquote, technical director, yeah. Surely you have to go to him for advice. And you saw his re- you saw McLaren's reaction. Oh, um, it was a shot was in, like, in the stands with his head in his hands. Exactly. And then he walked off. He just walked, he stormed off. He's like, that's it, I've had enough. Because he knows this world is capable of more. I do not blame the players. You know, you, you know, do you know why you can't blame the players? Because the player is always playing for something. Mm. You, we've mentioned this before. We we were both playing um quite high-level um sports. Um, in our youth mm-hmm. you're always fighting you're always fighting for pride you, you're fighting for your team place you're fighting for your league position you're fighting for your next contract and you're fighting for the future there's always there's no excuses the players 
It's, and you, if you see the first half, the players tried. Mm. You really, sometimes you have to be a man or a woman, stand up and say, that's it. This is what's going wrong. It's the tactics. It's the formation. It's the team selection. I, I agree totally. He's not, he's, he, he's proven that he, he's, he doesn't quite know what he's doing. Now, you, we've, obviously we've mentioned McLaren. An article came out again, John Percy, that allegedly... Uh, Rooney and you know basically the 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 coaching staff, our amateur coaching staff. So, Rosinia, Rooney, Given, Justin Walker. That you know between them, obviously Rosinia got brought in because he knows the championship. What a load of bollocks that is! He, yeah, Koku, don't worry. You know we'll bring in you bring in your guys and your coaches, but we brought in Liam Rosinia for you because he knows English football. Well, what's his role? What does he do? Now he's first team coach. I get that, you know, you know, a lot of people have a lot of high praise for him in the way he analyzes and talks. Anybody can talk a good game. Me and you, if we tried, could probably talk a really good game. Yeah. Does it mean, you know what I mean? Fans do it. There's thousands and thousands of fan podcasts where we're talking about the games. You know, we, we, you know, we're trying to talk a good game. What can be done to improve, et cetera. We can all do it. You know, Rossini does it well, but it's not, happening out there on the pitch. Shea Given came in as a goalkeeping coach under Frank Lampard, stayed when everyone else left. And for me, frankly, hasn't done anything with our keepers. But, you know, we're still having a debate. We're still switching between Ruse and Marshall. Last season, it was Ruse and Hamer. It clearly shows he's inept. He's not a very good goalkeeping coach. If we're having to do that. Um, and Justin Walker's obviously an academy coach. And Rooney, who's not even got his, he's got his B license. I don't think he's got his A license yet. And they're telling the most experienced man to do one. Apparently, this is allegedly what has been has been said that they, they they don't want him to sort of be any part of it. So we got asked this question on Radio Derby yesterday. Ed Dawes uh, asked it, Ed or Chris, one of them, I can't remember who it was now. Um, asked him the question, you know, what are your response to this? And he says, well, now since he's come here, I've always picked the team. I've all, the training has always been mine, uh, and and I go for him for advice on so what. What about all the time when McLaren was seen by the dugout when we were doing quite well and things changed, giving advice to the, to the coaching team? And suddenly, our four managed to dip and crash, crash basically, once McLaren was sent to the stands and fans were complaining in social media, where is Steve McLaren? Yeah, exactly. And he sat up in the stands. So I'm not buying it, Wayne. I'm sorry, but it might be true. But for me, I'm not buying it because we can all see it. Do you want to hear the latest conspiracy theory that I read online? Hit me. Hit me with it. Yeah, McLaren is being saved for the future. What? The future? What do you mean the future? Or is he going to take us out of League One win? <laughs> Pretty much when they get rid of Rooney and Rosinia. Well, this is the interesting part, you see. You know, without the way our finances take over or no takeover, we're we're financially knackered. I can see us getting deducted points, whether it be at the end of this season and we go down, or whether it be next season and we've gone down and we start League One or minus whatever twelve points or something daft like that. Generally, I can see that's that is what's going to happen. It's not going to make for good reading. You know, it's going to be another difficult season. I feel, um, but if we do get relegated, and it's it, the reason I say if, I know, you know a lot of people are going to when they'd be shouting when when we get relegated. The reason I'm saying if is because potentially Rotherham aren't winning at the moment. Thank God. Thank goodness they've got Brentford on Tuesday. Yeah, they might. Oh yeah, Brentford. And Brentford. They, you know. They'll, they'll want they'll want some good form going into the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so they'll be all out for that. You know, they, you know what, you know what Thomas Franks is like. He, he, he knows form is everything. So he'll be hoping, you know, be battling and everything for, to make sure they get three points. Which then leaves Rotherham with what? Three games left. So nine points. We're four points ahead of them. Uh, you also have Sheffield Wednesday. The yeah, players from the last game. Yeah, Sheffield. So if you lose the next two and Wednesday win one and draw one, we're yeah. relegated. Yeah, it's... It's it, not in our hands. I How know. bad is that? It's shocking. When they deducted six points, we'd be in a relegation scrap, fighting for, like we'd be in the actual bottom three. It, it's outrageous that we got to this situation. We went from the best football play, one of the best football playing teams in the country, yeah. to this yeah. under the stewardship of Mel Morris. That's enough said, man. <laughs> But I think if we started on Mel Morris, we could be here all night. Email going my way. Oh, yeah. No, seriously, look at it. I mean, you look, look, oh, he built the academy. Okay, the best players from the academy were here before Morris joined. Okay, Will Hughes, Jeff Hendrick, Lowe, and Bogle was already an assistant. Who else? Sibley. Well, you know what? We've we've he's gone back now because of the great coaching that we have. Uh, Max Bird, shadow of a player that he could have be, he could be. We've sold Whitaker. The others, Archie Brown, can't even get in the team. We've got Louis Watson. It's just a mess. Everything is a mess. We can't stick to to one team. We, I don't want to be the kind of um, person that comes on and moans. So I'll end hold it. On, whoa, 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 hold on. That that makes for good viewing. Come on and moan. This is what it's all about. Because at the end of the day. We said when, when, when I text you on Friday night saying let's do a podcast on Sunday, you said hopefully we get a positive result against Birmingham, something positive to talk about. At the yeah, moment, I did. is there anything positive really to talk about Derby County? Um, yes, yeah. Rooney might be gone in two games. Yeah, <laughs> there is that, I suppose. But yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's my point. So <clears throat> we digressed. <laughs> if we get relegated. We go down to League One. Who is paying Rooney ninety k a week? Who uh, w- the club cannot afford? A Th- thirty-two red seriously going to keep dipping into their pocket and paying eight percent of his wages? Are they still paying his wages? You know, we got him as a star player. That was part of the deal. Was because he was a star player. When Which, does his contract run out? Two thousand and twenty-three. He signed a two-year deal as manager. Cracking deal. And apparently, also that article that I mentioned on the BBC. Apparently, Sheikh Khaled had saying in that as well. He had he said, "How, you know, how can you outsource the future contracts of your squad manager to someone who hasn't oh, even been the club yet?" Oh, oh, it gets better as well. There's not, there's not, there's not the blame. It gets, better. For the oh, it gets better. It gets better. Listen, listen, it gets better. They also had sayings in the five loanees that came in in January. I don't believe that because they were like bargain basement loanees, mate. I get that, but still, you know, they're going, oh, can we... Because obviously what would have happened is they would have had to run it by them because they would have been going, well, essentially, if this takeover had gone over, they'd been paying the wages. Probably what happened behind the scenes is like, we're getting these five in. Are you okay paying their contracts once you come in? And mm. they would have said, yeah, it's fine, as long as you know what you're doing. Exactly. But we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, well, exactly. Mel, Mel was the one who's paying the money, out. Right? Why is he going... Why have they got to say in it? It's, it's... Well, is he... Or is it debt on Derby? Yeah. It just, and this is what this is what absolutely just kills me is 
why are they getting involved? I, I know you're potentially taking over the club, but until that deal's done, and this is this for me is why it, it, it took, you know, we know what Mel's like with the trigger finger and you know, sacking managers. This is for me is he, he couldn't afford to sack Koku. <clears throat> sack Koku wasn't sacked. Koku yeah, walked. He had to though. He should have yeah. he should have never hired him, but but oh, oh let's not go there. Do you really? I, I, in fairness, like, I was quite happy with the with the with the hiring of Philip Koku. I was. Um, I knew it wasn't going to work out. I, I I thought it you know I thought it could be I thought it could work quite well, um, and I think it showed January onwards that it did when he found the right balance. But to be honest, him coming here, he had his hands tied behind his back because he was never going to get really substantially backed. Did he have much say in Christian Bielik? I can't really say he did because 10 million he was here on about one a day after. He absolutely disable us in any future doings in the transfer window. I'm mean, no, he's a fantastic player, injury prone or whatever. Hmm. But like, you know, George Thorne, we all cry about. But he cost us like between 2.75 and 3.5. It wasn't it wasn't in the millions. I'm sure he was only I'm sure he was about yeah. 10 million or 10, oh, yeah. over 10 million on one single player. Mm. I know he's a fantastic talent, but you're a championship club. That is a huge gamble. They went, oh yeah, we're going to sign him on a five-year deal. Because, gamble on that, really. <clears throat> I know, because because what's, what's potentially going to happen is, is in two, three years' time, he's going to be um, worth three times that much. Yeah, if he stays fit and everything goes... But you can't gamble like that on the future of your club. Mm. You really can't do it. Yozviak, that one, that one for me is fine. We played what two, three and a half million on that. Great gamble, and you, and I'm sure he'll come great in the future. Yeah, he started off well. I, I agree. I, I think he will. I think he's he's found it hard to adapt to life here, especially without Christian Bielik as well. But I think the guys in Poland reckon he's, he will be a thirty million pound player, and that's fair enough. He cost us three and a half million. You know, that's 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 nothing. And he can come good. We are, you know, I, I just think he needs a little bit longer in the English game and, and he'll, he'll be fine. Actually, you know, you know what he needs is a settled squad, yeah. a, a decent team around him. and a, a manager that knows what the hell he's doing. Pretty much. I just, it, it, it generally is, it's farcical at the minute, our club. What? Uh, you know, I've never felt, <clears throat> I think many fans have said it, never felt so disconnected. Yeah, same here, man. Worse than Brian uh, Nigel Clough days. It way worse. This is the worst. It really is. We sound we sound like as bad as Arsenal fans. Mm. I've got Arsenal fans who are mates. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna go proper like AFTV. <laughs> you, no, get me. you get me? No, no, you get me. He's got go blood. He's got go blood. I'm not. We're not going on that levels. Bonkers, in it. <laughs> um. Oh God. Yeah. It's just. It just it feels devastating watching your club that you love just sink the way we have done, you know, especially yeah, when what, what is the most painful to me, what's most painful to watch is watching that beautiful footballing side being decimated, ripped apart, and turned into this squad. Mm. That's the most painful thing. That that 13 14 squad that McLaren took off Nigel Clough had one thing in common no egos. Yep, they, they were properly. They were you'd call when you look at them on paper and look how they were playing the Nigel Claw bang average, absolute bang average squad on paper. They had a and no Tom age. Lawrence, <clears throat> yeah. I think the average age of that squad was about 27 across the board. 
to a decent age. But McLaren got them playing some absolute glorious football. And then <clears throat> Morris comes in. I've got a plan. Massive big plan. But bearing in mind he came in at what? Was it? I think it was 2015 he officially took over, had full ownership yeah. of it. In 2000, I believe it was 2017, he was looking to get rid of the club. <laughs> he was looking, he's been looking to sell the club for, from what I've heard and read, he's been looking to sell the club for the past three years. Yes, that's true. But you know, remember, he's a loyal fan, remember. No, he's a businessman in my eyes that took a gamble on getting his local team promoted and making money off them. That's quite true because I've never heard of him before he took over. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it it's just gone absolutely pear-shaped. And you know, as a businessman, you gamble. Some gambles don't work out, some gambles work out. Um, that gamble. <coughs> but what's annoying? Oh, bless you. What's annoying is 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 the charades and the PR, the self-preservation PR, instead of the, the greater good of the greater club PR. That went ahead. When was the last time we had um, one of those um, uh, community meetings? Mm. Oh, the fan forum thing. Is fan right? forums, yes. Under Lampard, wasn't it? Yeah, when we're doing good and everyone's happy. Yeah. I've seen that, you know. I've seen shouts for, for us to bring back Lampard and Jody Morris. No, well, that's not going to happen ever. No. He's, I can't see that happening. We'll, we'll, we'll be lucky to get Paul Cook next season. Oh, is it Ipswich now? Is it Ipswich he's at now? I don't know. Is he? Yeah, sure he is. I know, I'm so lost interest now. I'm like, like, switch off. Switch off completely. <laughs> it's not good, is it? it, it it's just... Oh, I'm generally lost for words with, with where I am. You know, I, I wanted to come to this podcast and, you know, not rant, but I can't help it. Because yeah, I think... what we mess with each other on Friday saying, let's hope we bloody win. I know, yeah, exactly. Just, just so we can have some positivity. I, I generally, you know what I mean? I, I actually was felt, when I woke up on Saturday, I do a prediction league, you know, and there's, there's like 16, 17 of us in it. We, we, there's a prediction league, and basically I, I put the email out, Bosch. Um, and when I first put that email out, I was sort of saying, I think it says we're going to lose 1-0. However... After the build-up and everything like that, and thinking about everything that Rooney'd said, seeing some tweets on Twitter and things like this, and I thought, you know what? I actually fancy us today. I actually think we're going to get a win. Yes. And oh, yeah. I, I, I changed my prediction right before kickoff. I said, no, we're going to win 3-1. And then... <laughs> what, I, I, do, you know, do you know... Can you remember when we played Hull in the playoff semi-final second leg at their place? When we were 3-0 yes. down? Yes. After all the talk, all the hyping up that Wassel did, you 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 know, and you know how he said we're going to play, etc. You believed him, and from yeah. kickoff, we showed that we were in this to fight and win. I like Wassel. <laughs> well, yeah, he's you know he, he, why he probably for me would have been, I guess, in hindsight, an option if we can't afford anybody, get someone like him or Gary Bowyer just to, you know, try and steady the ship, sort of thing, but. That team that went out there went out and gave everything for 90 minutes. This team that went out on um, on Saturday... Look, Can't blame the team. No, I'm not. But what I'm going to say is now is relevant with what, what we've said earlier on. They looked confused. 
They looked uh, unorganized. They didn't look like they had a clue what they were supposed to be doing. You know, Rooney played three at the back with wing backs and went, let's hit it direct. What's the point of wing backs then? Against against Millwall's um, centre backs. Yeah, Birmingham centre backs. Yeah. Birmingham, sorry, Birmingham. Come on, man. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> same colour. Same colour. Same. Yeah. But but this is it. He's he's made comments before. Oh, I wanted to use Nathan Burns. I want him on the front foot, turning, uh, turning defenders. Right. Okay. So when I saw him go three at the back with wing backs, I thought, right, sound. That means we're going to be getting a lot of balls down the wing, a lot of crosses, getting. Uh, Lawrence in the box, Wagon in the box, Kazian Richards in the box, and it, it just didn't happen. You know, they got our goal. It was a long ball forward. Wagon got a flick onto it. Buchanan was in the right place, right time, puts a lovely ball across to bad Birmingham. Yeah, bad you, defending. You look, you look back, and the two centre backs are arguing who's supposed to be picking up Kazian Richards. Yeah, and the full and uh, wing back uh, pulled in. Um, look, mate, I've got to ask you a question. Uh, can you run us through what scenarios might happen? Between uh, at the end of the season, <laughs> there's so many. In what way? As in, we stay up, staying or going down. Huh. Well, I, I, I think if we stay up, it'd be by some miracle. I think we're pop- potentially looking at a points deduction, looking at the finances, whether it be this season or next season. Um, I won't be surprised to see it this season. So we go down. Um, if we go down, I personally are looking at. A whole new manager, new 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 sort of coaching staff because I just personally don't believe we can afford to pay that, and also you know a potential points deduction, again another points deduction. I saw someone the other day. I can't remember who it was. Uh, it might have been on Radio Derby. Someone spoke about it, or it might have been. It might actually. It might have been Andy Taylor who writes my blog for me, he, but he was saying with the worst one of the worst case scenarios. Um, is essentially we get a points deduction, we go down. Oh, oh, sorry. No, we get relegated. We go down to League One. We start with minus 18 points due to FFP breach. All of a sudden, we, we can't get out of that. We can't buy players. We've got no money to buy players. Relying on the academy. Next minute, we're in League Two. It That is proper worst-case scenario. And... It's a scenario that could quite possibly happen. A lot of us moving forward, a lot of it for me depends on this takeover happening with Eric Alonso. That is the only way I can see Derby getting out of this, any sort of mess. Now, it's all right him saying he wants to bring us back to the glory, glory days. You know, he's, he doesn't mind spending 150 million. It's not his money. It's, it's Raja Sapta Oktahari. Yeah, well, but it's, for me, if he wants to say that, say the right things, say it. Because Mel Morris said it. Mel Morris said it when he took over. He, he wants to play in Champions League football. No one laughed at him then. So why not? Uh, no, no. Maybe not laugh, but maybe like take it with a pinch of salt. Hmm. As they are, mate. Uh, let's just get out of this league first. But yeah. back then, back then, bruv, we had one of the best footballing sides in the league. Now. With this squad to say, I want to take you to the Champions League. It's like, well, that's at least seven years' work. Yeah. It, with, with the 150 million investment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but for me. Why would you announce, I'm willing to spend 150 million even before you buy a club? Uh, 
I know. I get that. It's you. You, you outprice yourself from the market. Uh, yeah, I think he's uh, like you said, young, young. young. That's what it is. That that that's his. But he'll learn. I, I think he'll learn quickly. Um, he's gonna have to. For me, it's a gamble. But at the moment, that gamble is probably better than the way things are. Well, the way things are. Is admin for me the way things are is administration at the moment. That that's that's personally what I think is going to happen to this club. This is our fourth pod. We said that on the first pod. I know, but how many several months ago? It's so bad. I, I I have heard the words administration. I can't mention the person, but they are someone that knows exactly what they're talking about. Uh, they they have mentioned that. Um, they have mentioned things are really quite bad. But the club won't obviously tell us that. I just think at the moment. Yeah. One more thing that I forgot to mention, mate. Sorry to cut you off. No, go on. Uh, Alonso also, if Alonso takes over, or Mr. Alonso, he can't have Stephen Pierce there anymore. I'm sorry. He has to go as well. I don't know. He Why has is he staying? Well, that that for me, it 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 just doesn't sit right with me because it's go. Your time's done. You know, you 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 headed up finance. You're a financial director. First you saw the shit we were going through, and you did nothing about it. First person to go, mate. Followed by Morris and the recruitment team. Oh, mate, I personally hope that that recruitment team goes because it's been dog shit. Excuse my language. It's so been dreadfully. so so bad. It it really has, you know. And the thing is. I know he's an agent and I know he's got agents working on the on you know on, on his payroll, etc. Or whatever this, you know, no limit sports agency. It's an agency. Let's let's be honest. That's what it is. For me, he will have scout in con uh, contacts. He has to, without doubt. Bring him in. Germany, Spain, England, and Asia. Yeah. They've got Bring him in. a lot covered. Because I changed my mind, by the way. Earlier this week when I was arguing with you, I've changed my mind. Oh, have you? You've changed it now. Because for me... You're positive. Exactly. If we come on board as soon as possible. Thank you. <laughs> because I just... <laughs> I, I have the wealthiest family in Indonesia. One <laughs> of the wealthiest families in Indonesia backing them. <laughs> exactly. You see? Good work out. <laughs> Anything but this, please. Uh, personally, for me, he'll have scouts that don't do their recruiting by watching Match of the Day. And the championship, <laughs> that you know what I mean. Honestly, playing football manager. Yeah, it just uh, Harry Croft, you know Mel's stepson or whatever he is. That, what has he got? A qualifications? He, he might have now. Joe McLaren, you can you know perhaps understand. Yes, he probably does have qualifications with who his dad is, etc. But he, I think he, to be honest, Joe McLaren is more involved in the youngsters that get scouted. Yeah, but. Thing is, bro, just, uh, this this started even back in the day of Chris Evans when he on Radio One. That's the uh, football focus thing. Uh, football focus went in when Derby was playing one of the most beautiful, expansive football in the English leagues. And Steve Evans had his like whiteboard, and he's like, "We have five players for every position." <laughs> remember that? I remember that. Yeah, that rings a bell actually. So, so like, and it was like, so why are you signing all the crap players? <laughs> 
good point. Very good point. <laughs> it all comes down to who to, who signs up. You have to do your due diligence. You have to be on the ball. You have to be sharp. You have to know the nuances of football, what it means in the future with FFP, to the club, to the players. It's just like everything's been run so badly. Oh, so this is what gets me with the Lampard signings. Apart from the three loanees who were top class, the other ones, you look at Yosef Zoom, Malone, etc. In fact, but the thing is, though, with that with that team that Lampard had, again, I think he had the right mix of experience and youth, and I think they just gelled well. And I think because of who he was and how he was with them, they quite liked that. I, I, I don't think Rooney's got total control of the dressing room. I think he's potentially got a big ego. A lot, of, especially with talks, he's definitely got a big ego. Um, it made me laugh. Actually. I saw a comment actually on Twitter that said, um, I actually have sympathy for Rooney. How how can he expect these players that he's got to play in ways that he played on Alex Ferguson? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just wind that back. So Koku got lambasted for trying to play Dutch football or, or, you know, continental football, if you like, with championship players. Yeah, it's okay because Rooney hasn't got the players to play the football he wants with these players that, that doesn't it's a sort of a contradiction no, no, look look blaming the players it doesn't doesn't still doesn't bode well with me i mean look at Bowyer and birmingham oh well, yeah came in a man who knows what he's doing i always wanted Bowyer in even though he's got a checkered history with racism and that kind of stuff i don't care mm. uh, i like Bowyer as a as a footballer and as a manager yeah. he's fantastic and i live very close to charlton i know the work he's done here Oh, well, my home, my home, I don't live here, but my home I, is very close to Charlton Football Ground. Mm. I know, like, how the fans in Charlton feel about him. I know I know the work he's done. Mm. Um, he's, you know, it's... Also, Philip Koku was so intransigent. He just refused to adapt. <laughs> he wanted to play the same way every way. Didn't think about how to move, but you've got to be more pragmatic in the championship. You've got to think what works best with my players. I mean, Bowyer went into Birmingham, for example, and he know he, he knows it straight away the players can't play it out to the back. Yeah. Okay, so we have to um Long figure out a more direct style of play that goes to the wings and crosses it in to a you know change yeah. he changed the system there. Yeah, it, it does, you know, and that. It's weird we've gone from a, a stubborn manager that doesn't change anything to one that changes every week. I know. And all you need is to play to your best strength. And that, that figure out an identity. That for me is the main issue is I get that he lost Christian Bielik. And obviously with Christian Bielik, we played a 4-3-3 week and it worked. And he just didn't know. The thing with me, for me, that's where he had to go talk to McLaren and ask how to adapt what he thinks he should be doing because it just he just he's just not found a way so he's gone shit I've lost me I've lost I've lost my main man for 4-3-3 Bird's not up to play in that position Shinny again he's not you know he's not you know he, he's good defensive wise but you know attacking wise he's he hasn't got the passing capability that Christian Bielik has um, but yeah we could go on about this or not but we will get to fans questions because I have the last two, I've asked the questions and I've missed people out. I'm sorry, guys. It's just that we've had that longer show. I had an hour and a half show the other week. So, 
we will get to questions and comments, etc. Um, so, also, I've just got a shout out my my, uh, my guy Joe Cowler who worked out all the financial situation for me. <laughs> he is like I, I think he's studying accountancy at, at university, so he, he I literally sat with that figure, and he was like, right, let me just I'll work it all out. So, cheers, Joe. Um, so the first question then is from Ryan Matheson on Twitter. He says, is Eric Alonso really passionate about Derby or is it a front to get fans on his side? Well, we've, I think it's a bit about, I, the thing What the thing with it, um, there was, there was, there was screenshots of messages of his where he had um, pictures of, of Derby County on his wall. Obviously there's no proof that it's his, but the, it, it's, Trying to Google them pictures, I don't know. However, he did come out and say he's a he's a Atletico Madrid fan. <laughs> he is. I think he's passionate about football. I think he's passionate about being where he thinks he should be, no. owning a football club. I think he believes in himself and his own ability. I think he's very confident. Yeah. I I think he he wants it, and that's where he wants to go. And I have no problem with that. No. But However, I have a problem with his social media. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I don't mind his open with the fans. It, it, I think if he is going, if he does take over and he is going to be on social media, I think he needs to sort of take a leaf out of Darren Cantley's book from Peterborough because he is he talk he does talk on social media a lot. But I think he just obviously I think he will. He'll, he'll know that he can't disclose certain things, etc. and whatnot. Um, so Lewis Everett says, do you think Rooney will stay if we go down? I personally don't think he will. <laughs> how, how does... <laughs> right, but obviously this is a podcast, so this isn't TV or anything. I asked that question, and your face then, Sal, you literally just, you went, game gone. <laughs> how, would, how would Rooney extricate himself from this situation, and the club get moving moving forward. This is the tricky question, hmm. and the and the answer I don't know. How would how would Bruni? I don't even know if Bruni is doing his um, coaching badges. But if if we do get relegated, how would Bruni extricate himself from that? I mean, surely uh, people like Bruni probably have like undoubted amount of self belief. Like obviously, you don't become a world class player without believing in yourself. Mm. But that doesn't translate into being a good manager. No. And Rooney expressly wants to be a manager, but like in League One, Rooney, I think Rooney, I don't know. I really don't know how what the how the PR team might think it's the least damaging option <laughs> yeah. for I, reputation now. I think the thing is, though, this won't affect his reputation as a manager. He'll go in there it, you know, because it, it will turn on you go, well, I went in there, I, did, I tried to help him out. Uh, I had no back in. You know, I lost I had a load of injuries and all this. And it would just be like, yeah. But you give me back in and, you know, I, I will show you what I can do. But it's an interesting... I mean, at the end of the day... It, if, I was, if I was Rooney and we go, we stay up, I would definitely look to be an assistant and get someone that is far more experienced. Hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. God knows what will happen. He needs to go the right route. He needs to, for me, look at going like the way all the managers do academies and stuff like that. 
John Terry, for example. Yeah, exactly. John, Ter- no. John Terry will be a manager at some point. Coach the youth for a cup for a season or two. Yeah, obviously Lampard jumped straight in, but he'd he'd been already <laughs> he coaching. The, he did a year and a half at the Chelsea Academy. Yeah, you know, and Jody Morris had been at the academy since. Well, he's been there years, hasn't he? So, and that was it. You know, I had this discussion last day, my last episode. So, yeah, but at the moment, Rooney seems clueless. Yeah, he might come good. And if it, do, I did a poll the other day on Twitter, and I've seen a lot of them going round. You know, should Rooney stay? Should Rooney go? And I had one poll, so I had ninety-one percent. This from about six hundred um, folks as well. Ninety-one percent that he should go. So that means you know, that's a lot of our fan base that don't have any faith in him. Yeah, but then again, a lot of the fan base wanted uh, Koku gone, but then it's all about contracts and what you can pay off and if he wants to leave or not. Yeah, this this one's from Lucy. This was before the Birmingham game. And I think it's a pretty oh. good time now. She says, hi, Simon. Hi, guys. Hope you're well. Need a result against Birmingham. Well, yeah, we did. Or we're in trouble even more than we are now. I do think we need a new manager as well next season and get some new players in next season too. At the minute, we're relying on other teams like Rotherham Sabres but need to start putting shifts in each game. Come on, you Rams. So, yeah, that was before the game. It's, yeah, she's right, Lucy. We, this, this is it, though. We, we we know as fans that we need, we probably, well, I think, yeah, bugger it. We do need a new manager and we do need new players. But currently, we haven't, we need the takeover to sort of financially have the capability to get a new manager and new players in, let's be honest. And how is how has it come? Like, do you know what you said earlier on? We've gone from one of the best, football te- playing teams in the championship to now relying on Rotherham and Wendy to, to mess up so we stay in this league. Because I I, I I can't see us where we're getting another three points from. I personally believe one win and we'll be safe because I just think, you know, it, it wouldn't... Well, I think Wendy's are down if we get one more win. Um, and, the, uh, and then... Rotherham, I just, I just think if we get that win, it would knock the stuffing out of me even more. As they're tiring. I've watched their last couple of games, and you can tell they're tired. Look, look. Um, what this club needs is a complete reset from top to bottom. Be it in the Championship or in League One, yeah. that's all it needs. Complete clear out of everyone, and a whole new start. Mm. It, it's stage. That for me should have been what. When he brought Philip Cocker in, that should have been his remit, not playoffs. It should have been, yeah, this is a rebuild now, this club, a total, total rebuild. We will be using... Yeah, but he was the manager players. for that. Hey, <laughs> I, 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 I get that. I get that. He was brought in because Mel Morris thought he would be able to create a squad out of our academy players. It was never going to happen in a million years. It was just a celebrity hire. It was another headline-grabbing hire by Morris. Morris never hired a decent manager for the club. He always hired the next name that sells newspaper headlines. Mm. Well, yeah. You look at it, Gary Rowett was... The, the reason he got Gary Rowett was because he was, the, he was the name on everyone's lips. He was the one... He was the person that was supposedly going to be the best next championship manager. Didn't he work out. Football with good players and then Rowett walked. Mm. He didn't get sacked. He walked. What does and, that mean? I, this, this is it now. You know, everyone calls him a snake because he walked. He walked because he couldn't go down the youth route. He didn't feel he could do that. And I don't, you know, so he walked. And I don't blame him because it's not worked out for anyone else. He then took a risk, like you say, the Hollywood signing of Frank Lampard, the lights, the stars, his name in, you know, if 
and it almost worked. The gamble almost paid off. Then he goes to Philip Koku. Let's get a foreign manager that's won, you know, numerous league titles, etc. In, in Holland, play. You know, he knows how to, you know, bring kids on. That didn't happen, did it? You know, we know what happened there. And then Rooney, you know, Rooney for me was the cheapest option, and it's also the PR stunt as well. We never should have got bought Rooney as a player. Oh, that definitely. At, at the time, you know, everyone was buzzing. Bloody hell, Wayne Rooney. But he gave us what? About well, three, three months of decent football. Were all the fans buzzing about Rooney? Oh, no, I don't, don't think. I think the fans were split. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I, I, was, I was happy to have him. And to be honest, and then I think when he first, his first couple of games, I thought, Jesus, he's gash. What is the point of this? I wasn't. I wasn't. I knew it was another Mel Morris stunt. He's coming over from the MSL. I knew he's like overweight and his legs are gone. He's, mm. he's not built like Frank Lampard or Steven Gerrard. He's a different sort of player altogether. Mm. His career died out earlier. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree. It, it gone and it, it, well, I mean, when you go to when you go to the MLS, you go to the MLS to retire, don't you? You go and out for, Johnny Russell. Well, apart from Johnny Russell, who obviously just killing it. Yeah, well, they love him over there, don't they? He's twenty. Was he twenty-seven, twenty-eight? I might be older now, but no, he's older. He's almost he's like 31, thirty-one now. Thirty-one, now. thirty-two. Yeah, he went over there at twenty-seven. You're thinking, well, yeah, that's a weird move. But he's thirty-two now. Yeah, but I think you know what, as a player there, he, you know, he's he's thriving on it. I think I've listened to a podcast with him. And he said that he just wanted something fresh, something totally different, something new. I basically think he just wanted to get away from the English football. Do you blame him? He's living out in like Kansas, being treated as oh, royal. God, man, they love him. And they love him. Fair play to him. Fair play and what did the Derby fans do to him? Abuse him all the time. I know. Now I go. God, I'd love to have Johnny Russell back. It's you know Johnny. Johnny. The thing is, Johnny Russell. You look at that squad. They Amazing. were all. They were all grafters. All, all of them, they were all grafters. They all worked the knackers off every game. They weren't top, top players. They just grafted, worked hard for each other. And that, that's what they did. They never, ever gave up. They could, you know, and this is why we had so many high scoring games, you know, but that's the way obviously McLaren sat out. We'll score more than you. And yeah, it's just a shame, really. Um, <laughs> I love this question. Mark Coote. Says to me, he says, are you still wearing your Rooney 32 shirt? Mine is hidden in the wardrobe. Well, funny story about that, Mark. I think my wife had a premonition um, because it was last, yeah, it was before the end of last season, I think it was. She decided to put my shirt in the tumble dryer. <laughs> yeah. Which in turn melted the numbers, the name, everything. And basically, that shirt is now in the bin. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely gutted. Never mind. It's not too bad now, thinking about it. But yeah, I can't believe it. I was fuming. Oh, I was like, what are you doing? But I can't. I, well, I weren't. Inside, I was. But I was like, oh, it's all right, love. Don't worry about it. These things happen. Inside, I'm like, fucking kill you. <laughs> but no, I, you know, so. Yeah, so no, Mark, I don't wear it anymore. It went in the bin. Maybe it's my fault. Bring his Beast t-shirt. Yeah, I've got my Beast. Eddie Hall. <laughs> Eddie Hall. You know, world record deadlifter. First man to lift deadlift 500 kilo. Uh, kilo. Strongest man two years ago. Good luck. 
It's good actually. Um, because it was actually in Matlock today, and I lit, my missus said, Do you want to do anything? So I, and I almost said, Let's go to Matlock, but changed my mind because the kids have been a nightmare. So ended up mowing the lawn. So, like me, well, you're suffering worse than I am, but Salam keeps on rubbing his eyes. He's put his mic on mute to cough and sneeze because he's suffering from hay fever. He's, oh, I don't want to see that, man. <laughs> so his eyes are all red and horrible. Bless him. But he's still here. Uh, David Clarkson on Facebook says, Question. How has it come to this? Top five wage bill, no doubt, and nothing to show for it. Bad, man bad management, bad recruitment, bad ownership. Basically, all is bad. How did it come to this? <laughs> um, is it that bad, really? When you say it like that... It, it, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it, I, yeah. no I think we've highlighted, we've highlighted already why, how it, it came to this. Um... Yeah. You can blame the players. Sure, if you want to break it down to percentages, I think the overwhelming percentage falls on the owner. And then you can break down the other percentages. Yeah, I think the only sympathy you can have with Rooney is that he was essentially, for Morris, just the right man at the right place at the right time. You know, he knew Morris knew he wanted to be a manager. Here you go, mate. I'm got no choice but you also, maybe because of the contract that Morris negotiated with Bruning and 32 Red Morris couldn't get rid of him or afford to get rid of him so he was the only ever alternative to Philip Koku for me I, I have to this is what you're talking about PR you really have to go as a club in financial difficulty was it really wise to go tell you what Wayne come to Derby we're paying 90k a week 90 grand a week in the in the championship I heard that Ashley Cole was on 50 grand a week. And I, you know, I thought yeah, that but was... only there for half a season, not two, three years, four years. Oh, well, I know it was, it was 18 months, wasn't it, with a, an additional one year. Was it? Yeah. But he retired straight away after the uh, the playoffs final. No, no, not Ashley Cole. I'm on about Rooney. Oh, Rooney. Oh, when Rooney really signed, it was an 18-month deal. So, essentially, it was to the end of that season... Um, and then it would, he would have been retiring. At yeah, end. that's when you know your club is in trouble, when you get Hollywood signings. Mm. I mean, look at um, Wrexham. They've got Rob McLehaney from um, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and that Deadpool guy, their owners. Ryan and the Reynolds, what a guy. Hey? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Russell, one. I love Rob McLehaney because I'm a big Always Sunny in Philadelphia sort of person. Mm. That kind of humour, really dark. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look at their ownership there, and they're like, why couldn't they buy Derby? I mean, seriously, bring some laughter and joy to us. Well, it shows that, well, this is it, though. When, you, when you've got two celebrities, you know, and the, the club they're buying is Wrexham, you know, it's, they're not going to be able to afford a championship club that's in massive debt. Well, of course, I mean, they're two actors, and they're going to have, like, hundreds of millions. I mean, yeah. they have tens of millions, but... I wonder who the richest actor is. George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Yeah, maybe they, maybe they fancied maybe that Derby County fan. What's his name? Oh, who's his name? Who? The Derby County fan. What, what Niall Horan from One Direction? No, not the singer, the actor. Jack O'Connor? That Jack O'Connor, that's the one. Uh, uh, sorry, Jack O'Connell. Jack O'Connell. Oh, yeah, yeah. O'Connell, sorry. I should know that, really. I, did, I, went to school, well, I went to school with him, to be honest. Is it? He's in the year below me at school. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't know. He's done Holly. He's done a couple in Hollywood. Maybe, maybe he's building up to it. You never know. Another ten years does a few prem, like decent movies. He, I think he's done plenty. I think he's done really well for himself. Yeah, definitely. Without doubt. Without doubt. Really. Um, Alex Price on Instagram says, one player you would like to sign in the summer realistically? Bielik. Bielik who? <laughs> Bielik. Bielik. <laughs> um, uh, just, I'd go for someone like Charlie White uh, from Sunderland. They're their top scorer. They're centre forward. I'll go for the guy who scored two goals against us on the weekend. Jukovic. Yeah. Yeah. He, he scored 10 goals against us or something daft like that. It's something like 10% of all of his career goals came oh, against the county. Mate, seriously. Do you know like they go, oh, what, what player do you think of that always scores against you? Like mine was always um what was his name from Aston Villa? Julian Jochim. Oh god, that guy, yeah. Every time we played, he was guaranteed to score, whether it was Leicester or whether it was a, a Villa. I think yeah, Jochim's playing. He's, he could come on with five minutes to go, it's still bag. I really can't answer that question. I don't know if we're going to be bought out, not bought out, going down, not going down. Mm. So I honestly, I have no idea. I just want to get through the next two games without staying in this league yeah. and having uh, the club bought over. Yeah. Um, and then Derby, Derby underscore Phil, just in response to Lewis's question, they're on. He put, I don't think he should stay even if we stay up. He's clueless. See, angry fam there. Yeah, and, and that's it. He, he will then... Um, this is it. The, the, the funny thing is, though, we still owe Philip Koku millions. Yeah, we haven't paid him off yet, have we? Nope. We we obviously agreed a deal with him because obviously it isn't going to be the full amount like, oh, yeah, this is this what I'm getting football manager. You do a shit job, we'll sack you, but we'll still pay your contract. All right, all right. fair enough. First of all, I do not want to be disrespectful and call Rooney clueless. I want to call him inexperienced. I also think this is not the time and place for Rooney to get his experience. No. So I would rather, if, if it was amicable, I would like to see Rooney be an assistant or a coach to someone more experienced if we do stay up. Yeah, I think that would do him well for his career, to be honest. I, 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 that's a good shout, in fairness. Um, I mean, I, I I have seen some sort of stuff saying that him and McLaren didn't get on from their England days, but you never know what's true. But that's why I thought it would happen, to be honest. When we got McLaren in, and then Cocker, I thought, right, well, McLaren, they'll give McLaren the manager's job and let Rooney be his assistant. But, yeah, it didn't materialise that way. Uh, European Super League of Bams on Twitter says, was bringing Rooney to the club Mel's worst mistake? Well, he's made a few, hasn't he, Sal? Um, would really be his worst? Maybe his most costly. I'm, I'm trying to think here. Eh? I'm trying to think and, like, um, I, I think Mel's made so many mistakes that I don't know where to begin or where to end. Um, I reckon his biggest mistake was sacking Steve McLaren twice. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I think... I think like you say, the first time, obviously he wasn't sacked, I don't think, the first time, was he? Or he was. He? Yeah, he was. Has he sacked at the end of the season? He was sacked twice. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? And then the, the second, which is fair enough, obviously he didn't quash the uh, the Newcastle rumours, should have done really. He distanced himself as, in many ways, politely as possible. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously the second time, the second time, Mac did us a favour. He come back in, 
You know, we started dreadfully under Nigel Pearce. Five games in the row, or four games in the row, and he got fired. So Mel can bring in Gary Rowett. And no one was asking for Rowett at the time. Everyone was willing to give McLaren time. Mm. Well, this is it. McLaren came in, he took us from the fourth bottom to the top six. And then we had three, four games where we played all... He he lost... uh, We had a couple of injuries. Uh, He wanted Martin back in January, but we couldn't agree that with Fulham. Um, and then I think we brought in David Nugent, didn't we? But we then, like I said, we got battered by Brighton and the, 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 the players didn't show up for that game at all. And then next minute, McLaren gets sacked and it's like, mate, it's just stopped us from going down because that was, that was the journey we were heading on and you've sacked him because he's dropped out of the top six. Come on, get a grip. Uh, uh, but there was... Wassel comes in with this. I think that one. No, yeah, Rabbit comes in and we finished tenth. I think it is. Yeah, Wassel came in. Yeah, no, Wassel. Yeah, no, Wassel came in for the uh, after Clement, oh, didn't it? he? No. Yeah, Wassel came in after Clement. Yeah. We've had that many many managers. Yeah, Rabbit came in to replace McLaren, and the only reason was because, well, not the only reason, but obviously, like you say, it was that sort of. Well, he's the next up and coming manager. He's got a job. Forrest were after him as well. Yeah, give him to Forrest. Let them pay. Let, let him have him. Yeah, and it just yeah, so it's not a bad shout in all in all honesty. Maybe it should have kept McLaren in. I used to fly back like to watch games on the Rowett. They used to be the the worst games of my life, honestly. It's like I'd fly in just for the weekend just to watch uh, Derby County in London. Mm. And I'll be like, why did I spend all this money just to watch? Like I'll be on my phone at Brentford or at Fulham. Yeah. Like keep your what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting one. I mean, someone should ought, ought to write a book about Mel Morris's tenure. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't um, that what I told you a few weeks back? I know you did. I ain't got the bloody patience all the time for that. It'd be, a, I tell you what, it, it, we need to get that guy who wrote Pride to do it. I bet he'd make an absolute great writer. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Isaac Mallison. Uh, it says, what would it take for Rumi? Rumi? Who's Rumi? Rumi. Hey, Rumi. How are that, you? <laughs> that wasn't him. That that was generally my mistake. He, he did put yeah. Rumi. It was, that was a bad error for me. Uh, take for Rooney and his circus to leave our club. Uh, again, I, I don't know. I think it's... I can't say, he, he won't be sacked unless Alonso comes in and goes, right, you're definitely not taking this. I've seen enough of this shower. You know, like I say, he's been to a couple. He was at the Norwich game the other week, uh, and I believe he was at this game as well, judging by his Instagram post. So he's rocking up. He's coming to see. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, so hope I, I just hopefully he sees how bad we are, and he goes, you know what, Rooney's not a decent manager. Let me Everyone can see how bad we are. What I hate though are the Sky pundits. Who like still think Rooney is God's gifts to this planet? Oh, they still think he should be playing for us, and that he's our best player. Get yeah, real. He's, he's still Derby County's best player. He should be on the pitch. Why didn't he put himself in? Oh, mate, I had like, an argument with the guy off, with um, I can't remember the guy's name now. Mickey, whatever his name is, off Talksport. Yeah, you know, I thought we were going to talk about the Forest game. No, we, we spoke about Rooney. Oh no, Rooney should be, should be playing. I says he's not our best player. I says he's come back. He's overweight. He's unfit. He'll pass a few balls around. That's about it. Defensively, he costs us. He costs us goals. The amount of mistakes he made early this season cost us goals after goals after goals. 
Um, so yeah, <laughs> no, Rooney, Rooney, when he came in, yeah, there was an impact, but then it died away when he came yeah, back on fit. Lockdown, yeah, after the first lockdown. And I think that was it. I think he realised he was unfit and he could, just couldn't do it. He, 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 I think he just thought, I can't. Like different, different physiological, you know, the physiology of your body is different from person to person. He's no Lampard, he's no Gerard, he's Rooney. He's, his, his composite is different. He's not the kind of player he's going to go into his late 30s playing football. Oh, no. I mean, you look at the likes of Ronaldo, Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Ibrahimovic, well, he's, he's almost 40 now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. It's different physiology. Yeah, you look at uh, Akiv Benra, who's thirty nine, and obviously he. I know he's. You know he's not. He has what, no knees anymore. What, just... I, what I would say about someone like him, he's not had the intensity of the championship. Um, for so you know Rooney's been playing since he's been sixteen. Yeah, and it's it's a higher intensity. The higher intensity you spend throughout your sporting career, the more damage you do to your body. Because someone said to me, uh, Dave, in fact, it was David Clarkson, actually, who obviously sent a question on. He said to me about Vardy the other day. He says, how is he, you know, how is he still got the energy at, what, 34, is he 35? And again, he is, he is someone, again, that's only had, what is it, five years in the Premier League? You know, and he, again, Fleetwood Town, you know, he, he's playing non-league football for a while. Then, obviously, went Fleetwood Leicester. Then, you know, he's got, stayed with Leicester. So, again, he did, he's not started his professional career till late. Yeah, Rooney started what sixteen. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it's going to take its toll. Um, right. Next question then is Rams eighty. <laughs> so Derby Rams fan eighties. Uh, it says hi, Sai, and Salam. My question is, when do we expect to hear about the takeover? <laughs> it's your guess is as good as mine. I'm afraid. You know, we've pushed. I, I've pushed. I've asked people. Uh, yeah, I know you've been trying to find out, you know, as you do. I, I tried to ask a couple of people in finance in Dubai if they know anything about the backers of um, um, Mr. Alonso. That's it. But to know about the takeover, I honestly think we're not going to hear anything until the season's over and to see where we are. Yeah, that is exactly where I'm, I'm at as well. Personally, I think we won't hear about it now until the end of the season. I think, and I think it's the same with the appeal as well. I think two weeks, we're looking at two, there's only what, two weeks left of this season. And thank God, do, do, do you know, yesterday I said, I felt, I was like, this season, it's felt like the longest season, but it's gone really quick. Yeah. I, do you know what I mean? I can't, I think it's because it's boded from last season. Obviously they, they restarted last season in June had like two weeks off and then bosh straight and started this one again. Yeah. It just... It's lockdown amnesia, I think. Oh, it's just, that was been so bad as well. Yeah. So I think I'm hoping anyway, that everything comes, whether, whether it's good news or bad news, I just hope that come the end of the season. Get it done. Yeah. We are in a, we've got a clearer picture of the future of this club. Because I know people have now started getting refunds again on their season tickets. Wow. Which... That's not good news. <laughs> well, it, well, it might be bad news, but it also might be good news. So maybe there's money coming. I don't, I don't, I'm generally don't know, mate. Uh, and I think I've got, yes, one more question. Oh my goodness. The kids have had my phone. There's pictures of my car on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, last question then. It's from Roy Gibson. Uh, it says, if we are relegated and when everyone has raked over the ashes, 
I believe the simple reason for our demise has been the unlucky injuries to so many of our key players from Bielik onwards. If we go down, will Alonso still, still take over the club and bring back former glory? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Roy. There has been injuries after. In, you look at the low knees. I mean, you know, you've got Edmondson who was having surgery on a hernia the other week. Obviously, he's come back. Um, but Mengi, he's gone back to United, you know, bringing a low knee. He's had to go back to United because he's injured. It just, um, who else have we had? Who else has got? Oh, and Gregory as well. Gregory's gone back as well. It's just felt a season of extreme bad luck at times. But in fairness, I think you make your own luck. And it, it, it's just been, it's just been shambolic. I think is the word for it all season. It's just been one car crash after, oh, I shouldn't really say that, but <laughs> one mess after, that was a bad, that was a bad analogy. Uh, but one mess after another, it really has. That, that you know. That, that's simply where we are. This past two seasons have just been soul-destroying. You're nodding your head. You must agree. I agree. <laughs> you know, I couldn't imagine. I've heard people say it would have been different if the fans were in. But I have to say every team's had the same. You know, no one's had fans. I'll tell you what was nice though, just before I did this, uh, come on here, I was watching the uh, Carabao Cup final to hear fans in grounds again. That was special. That, that was that was really nice to hear. Really was. Um, but we digress. You know what? I, I thought about talking about the uh, the Super League, mate, but I ain't gonna bother. <laughs> you know, I, I just I can't. I, I'm just yeah. Opinions are out there already, so. Yeah, exactly. The analysis is there and all the information is there. So I tell you what, oh surprise Melding going for it. Oh yeah, we'll be a top six club. Well, yeah, you know what? Tottenham are in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could have saved us. Oh, yeah, we'll go in there. Well, also bought the club a couple of weeks earlier. Yeah. Use your money. We can put a billion in there. That's it. We're in. It's sorted. Jobs are good in. Jobs are good and see we will end on a laugh. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's the end of the question. So thank you guys for all of them. You know what? That's the end of the show. <laughs> it's been a wild one, Sal. It really has. We've had a rant. We've had a rave. I just think... We've never had a rant before, have we? No, we've not. We've always tried to be positive and see the positive of things on this one. Or, you know, we... we, we, we it, it just can't happen. It, yeah. When when the most positive within us rants, you know there are problems. Well, I tell you what, do you know after the Preston game, on I had a text off a guy from Radio Derby says, Can you come on in the morning? <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Um I, I said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And so I was on, on, on in the morning, only for like 10 minutes. I was with uh, Lisa Howard. She was on as well, and, and, and Twiggy obviously was the guy doing the radio. Um, and he just sort of said, like, asked our opinion. I was already raging from the night before because obviously Preston was so bad. And I think listening back to it, I thought, God, that is the worst I've sounded. So negative. I couldn't pick out a positive. And then I got a text off Ed Dawes. He says, oh, do you want to come on with me in the evening? Yeah, of course, mate. And again, I, I couldn't do anything but rant. And it, it's so hard not to. We do have a positive. 
Go on, yes, go on, hit me. If Alonso is bagged by Mr. Sapta, yeah. then let's pray it happens. Yes, that is a positive. Let's pray it happens to all any God you believe in. Yeah, yeah. I might have stopped believing in God again. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. There, there's your positive then. To end on a positive note, if, if, what did you say his last name? Sapta. Sapta. Sapta Akhtahari. Akhtahari. Okay, I'll tell you what. If it is Indonesian money that is back in Mr. Alonso. Look, uh, Indonesians have different uh, name constructions. So oh. the same name is Sapta. Oktahari is the, what would you call it, the uh, the prefix, but it's at the end of the name. So, it's, so his name is Raja Sapta. Oktahari means king. And uh, his dad is Osman Sapta. Odang, I haven't translated Odang yet. Ah, I'm with you now. There you go. You see, this is why I bring you on the show for this sort of knowledge. That's the translations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so jobs are good. So yeah, there's your positive. Then we, let's hope that this this deal goes ahead. If it is Indonesian money backing us, um, happy days, because it could be good. It could be very good, and anything will get us out of this mess now. Um, so yeah, there's your positive to finish, guys. Sal, thank you for coming on the show, mate. It's been it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Um, thank you, man. No problem. Are you back on Twitter yet? You keep fading no, on and off. Back today, just before the show. <clears throat> Just so I can, like, you know, soak in the hate mail. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah I'm, got... back, I'm back on. I'm back on. I'm back. Any ill discretions, please, uh, <laughs> please, please send your hate to Salam Hafez, PO Box 122. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, so Salam is at Salam Hafez on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Ramswriter, of course, on Twitter. Ramswriter Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. If you want to sponsor the show, um, some beer money, say, oh, I like the show, yeah. You can always join, become a patron, uh, join my patron site, patreon.com forward slash the Rams Writer Podcast. And I think it's $3, so something like that, for a month, a month per month. It's just to say, oh, yeah, I like the show, like you're doing, keep up the good work. You don't have to do it. It's totally up to you. Totally, um, what's the word? Voluntary. Um, but yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, I know we've had a bit of a rant and a bit of a shout. Uh, we move on. We, we go on to, uh, to Swansea. God. <laughs> however they have made the they are guaranteed playoffs now so maybe they'll put a sort of not as a you know not a tougher squad out against us on Saturday and hopefully we can we can pick up the three points and hopefully take one step forward to safety and we'll all be a no doubt glued to our screens on Tuesday and hoping that Rotherham are getting battered by Brentford so anyway guys thank you for listening remember to like subscribe and share all major platforms uh, and I shall see you next time. And as always, come on, Derby. Stay blue, watch it. Help in the fight. Guiding our heroes in the light.